of the kingdom. And uh, folks, if you haven't spent time and really read the parables and read them for what they say, you need to go back and do that. You need to see what Jesus had to say about the kingdom of heaven. That's more important than anything of this world. That's more important than anything in this life is the kingdom of the Lord God. Amen. And Jesus wants you to know it's real, it's tangible, and it's built for you. It's built for those who would trust Him, who would walk with Him, who are called by Him. Unfortunately, there's some that think that they are and they're not. We're going to be talking... Uh, to some of us here in this crowd today, in this group today, there may be some who have confessed Jesus Christ but never repented to Jesus Christ. There may have been some that, that have their, their lamps but they have no oil. Amen. We need oil. Amen. So today Amen. I'm going to grease you up. Yeah. Amen. We're going to find out who the oil is, what the oil is all about, and, uh, and, and bring us into the fullness of Christ. Jesus continues his teaching in the parables and how important it is to truly be ready because the time Amen. is coming. Amen. We need to be ready. Are you ready? All right. You say you are. Are you? Amen. Because we can, we can talk it with our lips, but does our life reflect what the kingdom is? Yeah, there's a kingdom coming, but there should be a kingdom right now. When the world looks at you as a Christian, they ought to see the evidences of the kingdom of God alive Amen. in you, on you, and through you. You're the church. You are his hands. You are his body. Your heart's supposed to be the throne room of the Most High God. The Holy Spirit doesn't just dwell over you for a moment. He lives in you. Amen? And through that and on that and by that, he's converting you into his image. Jesus talked about this, this next parable uh, about the ten virgins. We're going to see some things in that parable today and chase some other scriptures down. Um, remember, there's ten, only five make it. Everybody has a chance. All ten had a chance. But only five were prepared. Amen. So it says in uh, Matthew chapter 25, starting in verse 1, open your Bible, same in when you get there, because I don't want to leave you. This is more important. It is more important than your cell phone, so if they're on, turn them off. Uh, it's more important than any other conversation that might be going on. What the Holy Spirit is about ready to reveal to us today really will determine whether you make it into the kingdom or not. Right? You know that there's some that... that want to go that will not go into the kingdom of God. And we need to understand that's a real thing. Not everybody says it makes it. That's right. But the ones that are truly prepared, and we're going to look at what it takes to be prepared. And Jesus told this parable, Matthew 25 and verse 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five were wise and five were foolish. <clears throat> that they uh, were wise, took their lamps, and took no oil with them. Oh, so that I said that backwards. My apologies. And so let me read that again, because if you go that way, you're going to get it all messed up. All right, so verse 3 again. And they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. 
Understand that. That's very important. Number four, Amen. verse four. Uh, the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. All right. We're going to talk about that a little bit. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out and meet to meet him. Then all those virgins, how many of them? All of them. They all went. They all rose and they trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps have gone out. But the wise answered and saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. And afterward also came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open up to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I knew you not. Watch therefore, for you, you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Amen. Amen. Thank you for the word of God. Jesus here is telling us something that's very true. Salvation is for anybody who'll take it. All ten. All right, if you think of ten as the world, the whole world. Jesus died for the sin of the world. That everybody who is a human being, breathing breath, you have an opportunity. God wants you to have an opportunity. He came that none should die, but all should come to repentance. All should come to the knowledge of the Most High God. Every one of us ought to, ought to. you have the ability through Christ Jesus to know Him as your Lord and Savior. And a lot of people make the motions, right? They make the motions. Jesus talked about the wheat and the tares. They grew up together. They looked alike. They said the right things. They, they had the same color leaves. They all appeared to be wheat until the day of the dividing. All of these virgins, they all seemed to have the same thing. They all had vessels, right? Mm -hmm. They all had vessels. They all had the ability to have the oil. The wise ones got some oil. The unwise didn't. Oil in the scripture always or most times, I mean there are some times it talks about cooking and stuff like that, but most times in the scripture the oil represents the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. There are a lot of people that come to church every week and do not have the Spirit of God dwelling in them. That ought to bring us to a point. Do you have any oil in your lamp? Do you, are, do you personally have oil? How do you get it? How do you know if you got it? See, a lot of people go through the motions. That oil in our mm -hmm. lamp is put there for a reason that we would shine forth. Amen. Right? Because mm -hmm. well, you can have a lamp and no oil in it and you can try to light it all day long. It won't light because mm -hmm. there's no fuel in there. Where does the church get its fuel from? Holy the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. You can do nothing without <laughs> Christ indwelling in you. Amen. You can't do it. Mm -hmm. It's not in you. You can might appear to be part of the church like many tares do, but if you don't have that oil in you, you cannot so forth shine Amen. the way he wants us to. And you get that from Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 
through 16 where Jesus says, Ye, the church, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do, do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, meaning a lampstand, right? A candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good work and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. Allow that Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, I don't like to think of him as an it. Right. Many people think of the Holy Spirit as an it. It's not an it. It's a, it's, it's a being. He Amen. is a being. He's part of the Trinity of God. He is as powerful as Christ. He is as powerful as the God, God the Father. He has a different occupation than they do, or a different uh, uh, thing that he does. What he does is he comes into people's lives to guide them into all truth and to remind us what Jesus says. Right? That's what Jesus told us in John chapter 14, 26. The Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Holy Ghost will come and he will guide you into all truth. And he will remind you what Jesus says, what the Lord says. Amen. Amen. All right? We can, we can memorize scripture and not have the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. Right. You can remember what Jesus said, but if you don't apply that teaching, that what he said in your life, and let it come out of you, you have taken that light, that lamp of God, and covered it, smothered it with a bushel. That's right. It's Amen. not what the church is supposed to be. The church, the bride, the people of God, we're supposed to be that city built on a hill. We're supposed to be out in the open. We're not supposed to be hid behind cameras. We're not supposed to be hiding in the back corners. We're not supposed to take our belief in the one true living God and keep it hid away. We're supposed to be in the streets, outside, proclaiming the acceptable day of the Lord. We're supposed to be loving people the way that Jesus loved you. Right? That's what the church is supposed to be. It's not about your works. Mm -mm. Amen? It's about what God can do through you. The foolish, they cannot shine their light. They can't do it. It's not in them. Jesus said in that parable that the, the foolish, uh, the foolish, they took their lamps and took no oil. They went to church every Sunday. They said the right words. They knew what I call Christianese. It's like Chinese, only for Christians. They, they went to the Iwana Club and they memorized scripture bits and pieces. Uh, they they, they uh, understood some of the things that the Bible says, but they never repented. They never got converted. Amen. They never allowed the oil, the Holy Spirit... Not just to be on them, but to penetrate into them. Right. To become part of who you are. Mm-hmm. See, you're not your own. You've been bought with a price. The price of the blood of Jesus Christ. That's who you, that's, that, that was salvation. And after salvation, the Holy Spirit came to indwell people. He had, there's a throne in your life, right? There's a throne in your heart. And God, the Holy Spirit, is supposed to set in that throne, on that spot. He is supposed to be the... Do we even understand what lordship means? What the Lord, what lordship means? I mean, back in the day when Jesus talked about this, where there were lords of the land, 
When your landlord, when your Lord told you to do something, you better do it. Amen. Right. When the Holy Spirit gives you guidance yes. to do something, and we refuse, mm. then is he Lord. If God tells you to do something or shows you to do something through his word, and you say, no, God, then God is not Lord to you. Yes, Lord. Amen. You may know him mentally. Mm. You may know him physically. But you, do we allow him to penetrate who we are and change who we are Amen. and who he That's needs it. us to be? There's a realness that comes with that. There's, there's where that water meets the wheel and it turns and it actually changes. It conforms you. It moves in you. It calls you. That's right. Amen. See, and something happens to folks, and this is even for the, the ones who have the oil. Sometimes we get complacent right. in our worship. Yeah. Jesus talked in this parable that they all went to sleep. The ones with the oil and the ones without the oil. Something happens in a Christian's life. It, it's happened to me. So, some, have you ever felt like you just ain't as close as you used to be? Mm -hmm. Right? When you first accepted the Lord as your personal Savior, wasn't there a vigor? Man, I was, oh boy, I wanted to witness. I could not wait to go out and explain the gospel, tell everybody everything about Jesus that I knew, which was really little. <laughs> but something happened. Uh, the Casting Crowns group, they have a, a song called The Altar and the Door. Something happens between coming to the altar and confessing your sin, accepting the Lord Jesus Christ, and the door that leads out to the world. Amen. We, we forget the manifold blessings of God. We forget that we are indwelt with the power of the Spirit of God. We get consumed by the things of this world so easily. We fall asleep. Right. Amen. Uh, do you remember when you first accepted the Lord, how you just longed to pray? How, how many people long to pray? I, I mean, amen. There's a few. But, I mean, you cannot wait to wake up to have that commune with God. When I first got saved, that's all I wanted to do was yeah. pray and read and study and learn yeah. more, more, more about Jesus. Amen. More, more about Jesus. Right? I, I wanted that. I still do, but I tell you, uh, over the years, it's not my my candle's not burning as bright as it used as it ought to. Why is that? In your life, why is that? I think you wait. For the Holy Spirit to direct you. That yes. You get wiser. You get wiser, yeah. Exactly, because I used to jump off the bridge a lot. Amen. I know. You know, and, and I heard a lot of people. I used to use the, this Bible right here instead of the sword of the Spirit as my personal battle axe. Yeah. Right? This, I, I didn't use this as God's sword that pierced between flesh and bone and bone and marrow and soul and spirit. I used it as a battle axe and I cut right. people up. That didn't do God any good. In fact, it caused division and hurt and pain. Mm -hmm. Problem of a young Christian. Sometimes we got more zeal than we got smarts. That's right. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And we allow what we think to, to pollute what God really says. 
sometimes we just quit reading the word. How many hours a day do we really read God's word compared to whatever else? Compare, I mean, just your personal, personal self. I got 24 hours a day. How many hours of that day are actually here? Minutes, moments sometimes. Uh, you read the daily bread. No, get me wrong, the daily bread is a fine thing. I like to call it the daily crumb, right? Because it, it really is. It's just a little bit. Or, or my utmost for his highest is just a little bit. There's nothing wrong with any of those. But if that's all that you're getting, can, can you survive off of one pea a day? A, a little green pea? Right? You wake up in the morning, you have your pee, and you don't eat anything else the rest of the day. Then tomorrow morning, you wake up, and you get another pee. You won't grow very much there, Bob. Amen? In fact, you'll be a pee on <laughs> Ooh, that's, see? <clears throat> see my flesh taking over? That's what happens. And anyhow... God doesn't want that in us. Amen. He gave us this gift. He gave us this ability not to be little itty-bitty sparklers mm -hmm. that burn out real quick. He made us to be a torch. Amen. That's right. He made us to be bright, shining, uh, 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 giving light to the whole house. But in that, you've got to have the oil. Amen. You've got to have the indwelling power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So you might sparkle for a little bit on your own, right? You get the vessel on you. Anybody have, remember those sparklers? They're probably illegal now, but you used to light them and you did run around and stuff. And the they only burned for like a, a couple seconds. They didn't burn for a long time. Boy, but they were fun. But they were nothing like a real light. That's right. Many Christians, folks who come to church, they come for the whiz bang. They come up here to be entertained. That's right. Right? They come to hear the music. You know, we, we've had folks leave this body right here because our praise and worship doesn't like the world. <laughs> hey, listen, if you want Ozzy Osbourne, go out yeah. there to the world and get him. That's right. Right? Right. We're not here for that. Mm -mm. We're here to worship God in spirit and in truth. Amen. That means the, the, uh, my desire is that you get a fullness of God. That indwelling oil of God. Uh, the oil uh, that Samuel used to anoint David. Right? That was a picture of this Holy Spirit. This is 1 Samuel uh, chapter 16. And just verse 13. Just one verse. And the uh, and Samuel took the horn of oil. Alright? Now, you, do you understand the back story before we get into the front story? Uh, Saul had sinned against God. God had removed the Holy Spirit from him. And Samuel was told to go and anoint uh, a son of Jesse, right? And Jesse brought all of his children up before Samuel, and Samuel said, nope, that ain't it, nope, that ain't it, nope, that ain't it, nope, that ain't it. Are you sure you ain't got no more boys? And they say, well, I got a scraggly little runt of a boy still in the woods, tending the flock. And Samuel said, go get him. His name was David. He was a man after God's own heart. Amen. Right? And so he was brought before Samuel, and Samuel took the oil, the horn of oil, and he anointed him in the midst of, of his brethren. 
and the Spirit came upon him, uh, came upon David from that day forward. From that day, from the day that he took the vessel, Samuel took the vessel, and he anointed David with that oil. We need an anointing of the Holy Spirit in the church today. That's right. The least will be most, right? The smallest, the least, the, the, the smallest out of the tribe, right? The least of the brethren, the, the one that seems the most insignificant that God has called. So you might not think that you're all that much, but when God is in you, you're of the majority. When you have the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, when you have surrendered yourself underneath the hand, underneath the anointing of the power of God, then God will move mightily on you and in you to accomplish His purposes through you. So the unwise took their vessels but they took no oil. See, that is a picture of those people who just come, they're the sparkler Christians. They shine, they sparkle for a little bit, but then they just fade away. They have no indwelling of the Holy Spirit. They've never actually, they may have confessed the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Lord, for this. I didn't even think about it. James talks about even that you say that there's one God, you've done well. Even the demons, even the demons confess the Lord Jesus Christ. They fear and tremble at the name of God. How about us? How about the church? Have we been so duped into believing that God is our friend, that there is no fear, reverence of the Most High God anymore? That's right. We, we have our vessels, but they're emptied because there, there is no awe of God. We're thankful for the, for the whiz bang, right? We're thankful for the turkey, right, that we just ate on Thanksgiving. Ooh, praise God, we had turkey, yay, right? You ever think about the turkey that had to die so that you could eat him? Thanksgiving is not too good for the turkey. <laughs> yeah. and very much like the church. The ones who really don't believe what they say believe is real. The ones who come and just move in the motion. Mm-hmm. Right? They just come and they're just, you're here and you hear the word of God and you say, oh, bless you, Pat. You did such a good smoke. Blow smoke up my skirt again. You're so good. And then you leave here and you don't do anything that the scripture told you to do. What the Holy Spirit told you to do. Mm, I had a hard time with that. Right? I was of that. And the reason I can talk about that because I was of that type. I went to church and love, I was a deacon, I was a youth minister, a, a, a minister of man. I was doing all of the things. Boy, I was jumping through the hoops like a good little Christian should. But there's no depth That's it. to me because I really didn't trust God for God. Mm-hmm. I trusted myself. I had my vessel, 
But I hadn't surrendered to the anointing of the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. So there's a difference between the confession and the reality. That's right. There's a difference between the work mm -hmm. and Mary and Martha. Which which of the two sat at Jesus' feet? Mary. Mary, right? I, I, that wasn't a rhetorical question. That was real. I always get them two mixed up. One of them was really, really, really busy. Martha always doing, always running, always doing stuff. And Mary said, I'm going to sit at the feet of Jesus. Martha got all upset. Mary's not doing her fair share. Right? How many Christians are all concerned about somebody else? Yeah, right. And when the greatest thing isn't about doing stuff, it's about resting at the feet of Christ. Amen. The greatest thing that a, a, a Christian can do is stay close to the Savior. Amen. Stay close to the shepherd. Hold on to the truths that are in his word and not what we think we ought to be doing. That's right. The greatest thing was that she was there, that she was with the Christ. The dishes can wait. Mm -hmm. Amen? The, the work can wait. What we need is that filling, that presence of the Most High God. Amen. That's right. But unfortunately, both fell asleep. The ones who had the vessel and the oil and the ones that just had the vessel, they both went to sleep. Again, that Christian who is born has the fullness of the Holy Spirit and, and just gets lackadaisical, right? Who just gets lax in their Bible reading, in their study, in their... In their uh, ministering. Oh, don't worry about it. Somebody else will do that. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the Lord, he, he moved on me and he told me to go over to so-and-so's house and minister over at so-and-so's house. But, you know, the wild, wild west is on. And I've got to watch the show. <laughs> right? That was a long time ago. I would love to go... And be a part of the body of Christ. <coughs> but the virus is here. Right? I would love to go and, and minister and, and not forsake the assembly like the Bible told me to. But the governor told me I couldn't go. Who are you going to listen to? The Word of God told me to, to read and study and be part of His Word of the body of Christ. But you know, I mean, just five more minutes, Lord. Oh, He'll love you. Roll over. The church is asleep right now. That's right. Mm -hmm. The body of Christ is in a coma. Yes. And we need to be woke up. Amen. We are closer to the end than what we might think. That old song, I hear the midnight cry. Mm -hmm. I hear a sound as of a mighty rushing wind. Mm -hmm. And it's closer now than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. I can almost hear the Father saying, Son, <laughs> go get your children. We are close to that point. Yes. We may only be seven years away. Mm -hmm. We might be two years away. We might be gone this afternoon. Mm -hmm. uh, I stop. That was bad doctrine. <coughs> right. Because there are certain things that have to happen. 
all right, before that happens. But we're watching those things. Mm-hmm. We're watching them happen before our eyes, and that's a different study. This Holy Spirit that we're supposed to have with us, that we do have with us that's in our vessel, that it, it needs to be ignited and shown to everybody. Amen. That that oil that's supposed to be in our vessel is indeed the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah. Again, John chapter 14, Jesus talks about the Spirit of God, that comforter uh, that comes to us. Uh, starting in 15 and reading through 29. To know if you got, really got the Spirit of God or not, he starts out with this wonderful verse in John 14, 15. Tattoo this on your mirror, write it in you know, ink that can't come off on your glass. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Amen. All right, step one. If you love Jesus, what are you supposed to do? Obey. Obey. Hey, obey. Whatever he tells you, do it. Isn't that what Jesus did during his first miracle? Right? The the water into wine. They had run out of wine at the marriage, and and the servants came to Jesus and said, Oh, what do we do? Or they came to Mary, Oh, what do we do? And Mary said to them, Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Amen. And Jesus told them the craziest thing. (coughs) Take your water pots. Go fill them up with water till they're almost overflowing and bring it back. And then before it gets turned into wine, go show that cup of water to the to the chief of the servers. And that's when it became wine. Amen. When they did what he said. When they took the craziness of water and brought it to the master of ceremonies and said, Taste this water. It wasn't wine until it touched his lips. It wasn't wine. I mean, yeah, the water pots, all of them became wine at one time. But it took faith for that servant to dip into the water jug and bring it to the master of ceremonies. Mm-hmm. See, if it had already turned into wine, there would have been no faith there. Right. Took faith to do the crazy thing. Right? Yeah. Jesus calls us and anoints us with his Holy Spirit to do the crazy thing. That's right. Not the easy stuff. Mm-hmm. The stuff that makes you go, dude, that's nuts. Why would you do that? But if we love him, we obey him. Jesus said, and I will pray. I will ask the Father. I will pray the Father. And he shall give you another comforter, another paracletus, another one just like me. Praise God that you can have another one just like Jesus. Just like Jesus. Uh, That he may abide with you for how long? Forever. See, you need more than the vessel. You need the oil. You need that comforter. You need the one that's just like Jesus. And when you get him, he does. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Yes. But you've got to make sure you've got him. You've got to make sure you're obeying the word of God, the living right. truth of God's word. <clears throat> Jesus calls him in verse 17, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. All right? Those who are just going through the motions... The unwise virgin, virgins that have a vessel with no oil. The world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth in you and shall be in you. Where is he going to be? In you. In your vessel. In your lamp. 
not on you, not around you, not close to you. He's supposed to be sitting on the throne room, the most inner part of your soul, in you, on you, guiding you, leading you. Bless him. Is he? you got to ask yourself like that, because when I look at you, all I see is lamps. I don't know what's in your vessel. I don't know if you've come to that point of true repentance, of, of not just taking the lamp, not just taking the vessel, but taking the essence that gives the light, which is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while, and you'll see me no more. But, but ye shall see me because I live. Ye shall live also. Oh, I got it all the way to 29. Praise God. Because I said, man, I thought that was quicker than that. 19. Uh, verse 20. And, and that day you shall know uh, that I am in the Father, and ye are in me, and I in you. There's coming a day when the bridegroom comes. You're going to know. You're going to know. You're going to know. That's right. right? You're going to know. Right? And, and how will you know? And he, verse 21, he that uh, hath my commandments and keepeth them is he that loveth me. And he that loveth me, um, of uh, who excuse me, loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. Right, verse twenty-three. If a man love me, uh, he will keep my words, and my father uh, will love him, and he will come unto him and make our abode in him. Uh, again, Jesus is talking about them living in the believer. If you love him, if you accept him, if you ask him, if you surrender to him, he will fill you. But it's going to take complete surrender. You have a vessel, right? You have a vessel. You were made in the likeness and the image of the Most High God. And he prepared in every human being an emptiness. An emptiness. There's an emptiness in every human. And if you would just, if you would just want it, if you would love him, if you will obey him, if you will apply his word in your life, if you will take faith, because you don't see this happening, you got to believe it happens. And when you believe it happens, you allow him to come into that spot that he created that only he fits. Right. Now you can force things in there that you think work. Like good works, yeah. like uh, the difference between Mary and Martha. But the real thing that matters is that you have the Holy Spirit, you have Jesus Himself in you, as He keeps on saying here. These things I've spoken to you in your presence. Verse 26 But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, just in case you didn't know, <laughs> right? Where you're getting all your comfort, the Holy Ghost, whom the Father shall send in my name, He shall teach you. All things. Right. Amen. All things. Everything I need to know, every way that I need to be obedient, every way that I need to let that Spirit of God light me up and move me and shine into the world, the Holy Ghost allows that to come into you and work through you that you might manifest God on this earth. Amen. You can manifest the glory of God. You can say amen. Talk with me, honey. You can, amen. Amen. Yeah, and you know, the rest of y'all could use some of that too. It won't hurt you. You know, it's kind of like telling the dog to sick him. Right? It's, it's, it's okay. All right? And, and he will teach you all things, and he will bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said. Amen? Amen. When you have the Holy Ghost, 
right? When you have more than just confessed Jesus, but you've repented, that means emptying yourself, getting the That's throne room cleaned out, right. right? It's no longer me. It's all about God. Amen. I've said it before. It's no longer my way. It's all Yahweh, Amen. right? And we've got to get to that point in our lives because it is available. That's right. All of us have the vessel. But Jesus said, few of you have the illumination. Few people who call themselves Christian are really and truly dwelling in the holiness of God. Amen. You have the ability, but do you have the will? That's it. You only get the will through surrender. Amen. You only get the will through obedience. If you love me, obey my commandments. Live holy because he is holy. Walk righteously because he is righteous. Live in the word of God regardless of what the world tells you. That's right. Oh, we have a promise. The wise ones knew that there was a promise in the comforter. The wise ones knew that even though they weren't as alive as the first day they got it, they knew that if they kept hold of the hem of his garment, as they kept a hold of Jesus Christ, if they kept a hold of the commandments of God, if they obeyed him as best they could, that there was coming a day That's right. that he was going to come and bring them home. That's right. Praise him. <laughs> you know, the thing about oil in a lamp, it gets burnt out every once in a while. Yeah. And you got to go back. That's right. You got to go back. I get tired. Anybody here get tired? And we've been plowing this row for a long time, man. And I, my donkey is tired of pulling the plow. You know what I need to do? Go to the barn. And I need to go to the place of rest. I need to go to the place of peace. I need to go where the Holy Spirit can come and refill me. I need a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. Because this world is tiresome. It is, yeah. You, and you've got to go back. Amen. Amen. I'm not saying go get re-saved. That's not what I'm talking about. But you've got to go back to the well. Romans 6. Romans 6. Amen. You, you've got to come back. Praise God. Because that's where the times of refreshing come from. Amen. And see, without that refreshing, we will grow tired. We will grow old. We will burn out. Right. There are a lot of Christians that burn out because they don't go back to the scripture. They don't go back to the word. They don't go back to the well. They don't go back to the fullness of God. That's right. They say, well, I got the lamp. And when I got the lamp, it was burning bright. But I took no oil with me. And I didn't go to where there was any oil to be had. Instead of leaning on the truth of Jesus, I leaned on the truth of pharmakia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right? I leaned on what the world told me, not what the Bible showed me. Amen. And when you learn, lean into that, you will always burn out. Life of joy. Amen. Peace, comfort, yes. rest, holiness, gentleness, goodness. That is the fruit, that is the outpouring Amen. of the Holy Spirit in the Amen. believer. See, we are his praise. We should be the praise of his glory. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 12 through 14 that we, who the church, the wise ones, we should be the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. Our lives ought to be so shining Jesus Christ through obedience to him, 
that anytime they see us, they're glorifying the Father. Amen? They ought to see us as light in this dark and dreary world. You're in Rochester. The sun ain't going to shine light between now and spring a lot, you know. But the sun in you ought to be illuminating even in the darkest times. We ought to be living in the obedience of the Holy Ghost following the word of God, applying it to our lives in real and personal ways, that we should be the praise of His glory who first trusted in Christ. All right? We are the wise ones if you do that. Verse 13 of Ephesians chapter 1. In whom ye also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Have you trusted in that word? Fully trusting in the word of God is crazy in this world. It really is, because we're believing in something that is not tangible. We're believing in something that is outside of our time-space continuum. God is on the outside of us looking in, and we're trusting something outside of what we understand. That's right. He is God. Hallelujah. And He loves us so much that in our little cup that we live in, he, He takes the cream. He takes the oil. He takes the goodness of God, the Holy Spirit of God, and they indwell us. Amen. Bless us. Amen. And he keeps us. We are marked with with the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, sealed, marked with that Spirit of God, the earnest of his down payment, the earnest or the down payment, whom, uh, verse 13 following, uh, whom after that ye believed were sealed. After you believed, you were sealed. Yes. God put a, a, a seal on you, Christian. He, he sent you. He, he sealed you. He, he got you ready for the day. Isn't that great? He sealed you with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest. That means the down payment or the deposit. He is the earnest of the inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Amen. You, you the, these wise virgins, the ones that don't just come and, and, and bring their vessels and always run around empty, but the ones that go and are preparing and are, are getting ready and are, are being the praise of His glory every day. They're being continually filled with the Holy Spirit. The wonderful thing about the Holy Spirit, the more you pour it out, the more He pours it in. Yes. You cannot empty it out enough without Him putting more in. Remember that old song, there's a hole in the bucket, dear Henry, dear Henry, there's a hole in the bucket. Is it Liza? Uh, is there a hole in the bucket, dear Liza? Husband complaining. There's a hole in the bucket. And she says, well, fix it, Henry. <laughs> All right, church, is there a hole in your bucket? Fix it. Amen? <laughs> fix it. Put a plug in it. Find out where it's leaving. And, and, and if it's not being done for the glory of God, for the righteousness of God, for the holiness of God, that a world can see the working of God in you, and you, you don't have anything to pour out, plug it up and fill it up. Amen. Right? And, and then use it as God would have you to use it. Bless God. So you can take the goodness and the love of God and pour it out in such a way. Bless I was saying that, Lord, you shut my mouth. Because you can't take the goodness and love of God and pour it out in a way that he can't be recognized. That's right. The problem is, is we can fake it. Yep. yep. We can pour out what looks like the goodness and love of God for our own glory. 
and not for the praise of the glory to come. We can, you can be plastic Christians, right? You can be plastic and not real. You can look like Christians and not be Christians at all. Say all the right words. Praise songs, all the right praise songs. And the thing is, nobody else can tell it. You, it's a very personal one-on-one thing with the Lord. Jesus said, my sheep, my people, they hear my voice and they follow me. I call them out and I lead them back in. I move in them and over them to accomplish his will for the praise of his glory on this present earth. Mm -hmm. But there's coming a day. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. There's coming a day where God's going to make that division. That's right. There's coming a day that that midnight cry is going to sound out. And those who have no oil are going to be left out. The wise versions. There's going to be, sounds like there's a little bit of time here, right? Because the midnight cry comes, the bridegroom comes for the bride, or for the visitors. This isn't the bride, comes for the visitors, the ten virgins, right? He comes for the crowd, for the people, the ones who have trusted him, the ones who know him, the ones who want to be filled by him. He comes for them, and those who are ready on the day he comes. He opens up the door and he brings them in. The ones, see, the, the scary thing is, is the unwise version, virgins don't even realize. They don't even realize it. Oh, I use the scripture a lot. Oh, Matthew 7, 21, right? 20, 21. Many will come to me in that day saying, Lord, Lord. Jesus says, not everyone who comes to me saying, Lord, Lord, will be welcome into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father. It's not just the speaking, Lord, Lord. He says, not everyone who says unto me, Lord, or the ones who, they said, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy? Didn't we do many wondrous things? Didn't we do some really cool stuff for you, God? said, I never knew you, you workers of lawlessness, iniquity. You workers of iniquity. But they thought they were saved. They, they thought, they, they thought in their mind, in their heart, they thought they were right with God. These wise, the unwise virgins, they thought when the midnight cry came, when the bridegroom came, that they would be there, that they were ready. They thought it. But they had no Holy Spirit. They confessed. They did good works. They preached. That prophesying there means preach. There are pastors that ain't going to make it. There are whole churches. Bodies of believers that come to a building. Hundreds of thousands of them. Believing in another gospel. Which is not the gospel of God. They're going to come to the Lord and say, didn't we do great works? We were Shriners. We helped the cancer kids. We did this good work. We did that good work. We helped old ladies across the street every day. We 
fed the, the poor and the hungry and took care of all the dog commercials that are out there. Right? Y'all know what I'm talking about? We did a lot of good work. See, that work is nothing before God if you don't have the oil of God, the Holy Spirit of God in your Amen. lamp. That's right. You can burn a fake fire. The unwise virgin, virgins, although they had the vessel, they had the lamp. They didn't have the fullness of God. Church, you need to make sure today Amen. that you have the fullness of God because when that day comes, and well, here, I'll read it for you. Uh, the wise, uh, the fools didn't have any oil, verse 9 of Matthew 25. Uh, but the wise answered and said to them, Not so, lest there not be enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. You know, think how quick this is going to happen. Midnight cry, bridegroom comes, right? Everybody's coming, and the, the church is gathering together. And the ones who don't have the Holy Spirit say, how can I get the Holy Spirit? See, I can't give you what I have. you got to go to where it's sold at. Unfortunately, there's a big deception. Uh, Jesus uh, says in First Thess 2 Thessalonians 3, uh, we just went over it in Sunday school, that God sends a strong delusion That's right. to the church. God sends a strong, to the, to the people who say that they know Christ, but they really don't know Christ. And then the, the wise versions say, well, go back to where you, where you, and they don't even know how to go back and get it. They don't know where to go to buy it. You know that they didn't have to go anywhere to get the Holy Spirit? You know what they had to do? Repent where they were. They had to repent where they were. They had to call out where they were. But this happens so quick and the, de the deceiving is so deep that they don't, even, they don't even think about it. And while they went to buy, see, they, they said, yeah, well, where am I going to go? I'm going to go to Charity Bible Church over there. He's got some anointing oil and I want that. Now listen, what I have over here is olive oil. <laughs> it ain't going to save you and it ain't going to keep your lamp burning, no. right? They're going to go to buy something. They're going to go to try to get it on their own words, on their own righteousness. And they can't. That's right. They can't. He says, and they went to buy, and the bridegroom came, and they that were ready, they that were ready, they went with him. Are you ready? Are you ready? See, I can't make you ready. I can't give you the oil that I have for you. I, I, it's impossible for me to do that. I, I can't do it. It's not mine to give. It's a free gift of God. It's not a free gift of me. Amen. I, I got this from someone else. I got this from God. Now how do I know that I have the Holy Spirit of God? I know Jesus' voice. Amen. He calls me. I go. He tells me to sit, I sit. He tells me to run, I run. He tells me to feed, I feed. Amen. You know? And you too, the only way that you know that you're born again is not by the prayer that you said, it's the obedience that you have. Are you obeying what God told you to do? If you ain't obeying, you might not be saved. You, in fact, I would dare say, if you ain't obeying what the scripture says, you ain't saved. 
That's right. I don't care how much you sit here, how much preaching you hear, how much reading you do, how much praying you do. If you can be praying, in fact, Jesus talked about that. There's a, 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 an IRS worker, a publican, yeah. and a Pharisee in the temple praying. The Pharisee, the churchy person, was saying, praise God, I'm not like them guys. Praise God, I'm not like the drug addict, the prostitute, this person, that person. And comparing themselves to everybody else. And then they talk about their own good works. Don't I tie? Don't I do this? I'm so good. God, look at me. Pat, my, pat me on the back, Lord. And then there's the, the IRS worker, the publican. Not even able to lift his eyes to heaven, but pounding on his chest. Forgive me, a sinner. Only one of those two went away justified. Amen. This bridegroom, he comes. Jesus, he comes. And he comes to take those who are ready. And they went in with him into the marriage, and the door was shut. Reminds me of what Jesus said. When I come back, I'll be as it was in the days of Noah. Right. Talks right. about a marriage, eating and drinking. And when, when the door, Noah and his family, the ones who wanted to go, the ones who, were, who wanted to, to, to trust it enough to do, do what they were told to, when they got into the ark, God shut and sealed the door. Guess what? Everybody else drowned. Imagine the screams if you were in the ark. Your brother, your cousin, your nephew. I don't know if Noah's children had children. It doesn't say, but I know that only his sons and their wives went. Their aunts, their, their kinfolk of the wives, as they're clawing on the outside of the ark, their fingernails ripping out of their hands, screaming to be let in. But the door is shut. Judgment's come. It's going to be like that. There's coming a day that Jesus is going to come, and those who have the oil, those who do what the Father says, Amen. Those who are really and truly born again, right. converted. All right? Jesus used born again. You must be born again or you can't see the kingdom of heaven. Right. Unless you are converted from darkness to light, yes. you will not make it in. No. You will not make it in. And you can beat on the door until your knuckles are bloody. It will not be open. So the time to get your oil is now. Amen. I cannot promise you one more second. And I'm, I'm, I'm not even when the, when the bridegroom comes, but you might pull out of this parking lot today and get hit by a diesel. Right? You don't know your last breath. But when your last breath comes, it is over. There is no more chance. Amen. And either you're going to be rejected of Christ or accepted in Christ. Right. And it doesn't matter the church you attend. It doesn't matter the Bible that you read. It doesn't matter the religious ceremonies that you go to. Right. Are you in him? Is he in you? Amen. You have the Holy Spirit of God. Verse 11, afterwards came also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he, God, Jesus, Answered, said unto him, Verily I, I say unto you, I knew you not. 
the most horrible words any believer Amen. would have to hear. Those who are invited, and you say, well, if you're a believer, you can't be sent to hell. Well, James says that even the demons believe. Right? I know a lot of people that believe about Jesus. Right, right. But few actually let him be the Lord Amen. of their life. Amen. Right? So a lot of folks that talk it. Yeah. A lot of folks that say it. And Jesus said, there's a lot, many, many will come to me in that day saying, Lord, Lord, have we not? Not a few. Many. On the outside of the ark, if you were to find it today, you might very well find the handprints mm -hmm. of those who wanted to be saved it was too late. Who trusted in their own work. Who ridiculed the word of God. The warnings of God. Who said, ah no, I want my today. Mm -hmm. I don't worry about tomorrow. But when the rain started. When the judgment came. When the bridegroom came. At the midnight cry. before that day comes right before that day comes you need to make sure Amen. before that day comes you need to, you need to choose do you want the, the riches of this world do you want right now or do you want forever with Christ because there's a forever coming on both ends Amen. you were created an eternal being you're either going to be eternally with Christ or you're going to be eternally ex expelled from the presence of the right. Most High God. I can't make you do that. Next week, Jesus is going to be talking about the talents. Again, it's going to be another thing mm -hmm. that we'll discuss. And Jesus talked about the unfaithful servant, the, the one who took what God gave him and he hid it under a rock. And he's cast out where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. All of these people that we're going to look at were servants. They all said it, but the ones who invested what was given to them were the ones that were accepted in Christ. That heard, well, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's next week's sermon. Why are we going over these kingdom principles because the kingdom is coming yes. that's right. All right. there's a kingdom here in you right now where, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives that oil ought to be burning bright in your Amen. lamp it ought to be Amen. but in and inside of that you might think that you are but you're just a sparkler you might think that you're doing everything that God told you to do but you're really not and that's just between you and the father that has nothing to do with me I know in my life I have some adjustments to make amen how about you guys everybody got an adjustment to make do it do it do it today do it now don't wait don't wait don't wait you have no promise of tomorrow you have no promise of your next breath that's right you don't know 
But one thing you should know is that when the door shuts, when that, when that moment is over, it's over. Right. The decision time is come and gone. Amen. And either you will be welcome or you will be cast out. Well done, my good and faithful servant, for I never knew you, Amen. worker of iniquity. I love you. Right? I'm going to heaven. Right? And I, I, I want you to know that. I, I'm going. Right? Anything in my life that the Lord tells me is ungodly, I'm killing. Here. Amen. Right? Right. Anytime that Jesus tells me to do something, guess what? I'm going to do it. Amen. Not, Amen. not that it's going to make me love or him love me more. It's going to make me love him more. Amen. He's already loved me to the utmost. He died on a cross for my sin. He, he, he cannot love me no more than he already does. But I guarantee you, each and every one of us can love him more than what we do right now. Amen. Amen. We all got room for improvement. Yes. And I don't know. <laughs> I wish I, could, I wish I could say, go and stay and go and stay and go and stay and go and stay. I, I can't. It's not my job. If it was up to me, we all would go. Yeah. Hell would be a lonely place. It would be exactly what it was designed for, for the devil and his demons. Right. That's what I want to happen. Yeah. But what I know is going to happen. Yeah. Many of those who think they're Christians are going to hell. Many. Amen. Pastor, yes, my sister. no one here yeah. can deny that they don't know what you're talking about. Because that's the clearest sermon I have ever heard. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, pray with that. Then I ain't got nothing else to say. <laughs> keep saying it. I'll keep saying it until, until the Lord calls me out, you know. Uh, so I love you, and I want you to make it. Right? Mm -hmm. I love you, I want you to make it. I want you to be there. And, uh, I, you know, because I could keep on talking, but there's no sense in it. I feel like I'm kicking a dead horse, right? Because either you're going to make up your mind or you've already made up your mind. Amen. Right? And I can't do anything about that. Amen. Jesus loves you. Bless him. And he wants you to want him. Yeah, there's that song again in my mind. <laughs> Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I love you. I Bless praise you. I thank you, Lord. For the word of God today, I thank you, Lord, for whoever's going to hear this, Lord, that, yes. that you would speak to them with those cords of loving kindness. Oh, Father, fill our lamps with the Holy Spirit. Fill us, God, and then ignite us. Let us show forth the praise of your glory. Allow us, Father, to be holy and acceptable unto the Father. Yes, Lord. We thank you for those things. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. Love you guys. <laughs>